morning, LinkedIn. Good morning, Robert. How are you doing today? Good morning, LinkedIn, and good morning, Doreen. You know, Doreen, if I were doing any better, vitamins would be taking me. <laughs> okay, listen, we should take note of like every uh, tagline every Saturday morning, and we should like, like, create a book out of it or a booklet or something of that kind because listen this is amazing i love it you know how to say uh how to answer the basic question how are you how how, how are you doing in a meaningful and original way so you stand out and you know you you stay remembered like that could be a book that should be a book you know it could be i'll probably have to do that you know <laughs> And so Dustin says, that was an awesome intro video. Thank you. Thank you. We are trying to up our game so we can provide you the best content, the best value. And, you know, we can entertain you while, while we are talking about topics that might be controversial. And we are also providing you tools, resources, and tips to help you become the best version of yourself. So, before we get started, just a quick reminder that we do have a LinkedIn page, Good Morning LinkedIn. And so what we would like you and we would love you to do is to go over to our Good Morning LinkedIn page, Good Morning LinkedIn, LinkedIn page, and to uh, give us a follow. So we bring all our communities uh, over there and, you know, we have one spot where you can find all your our content, the replays, the, the clips that you don't want to miss that are created by our friend here, uh, Robert, and much more value we will be able to bring you on this one place, the Good Morning LinkedIn page, okay? And without further ado, today we are talking about something that I never thought would happen. And the question that we are asking today, is it the end of the hustle culture? Is it really the end? Like we know we have been through two years of, you know, the pandemic, lockdown situations. And now that we are going back to, you know, live in-person meetings and all of this going back to office, um, do you think like the, the, the hustle culture has ended or is ended ending? What do you think, Robert? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. If anything, we are going to kick it up a notch with the hustle culture. You know, it, the thing about it is we've been able to experience a level of freedom and flexibility never before experienced in the workplace. So I don't think this is the end. I think it's just the beginning. And, and even, even if it's not just hustle, hustle culture, people now realize that we can do more at work. We don't have to be sitting behind a desk all day just to get the job done. So no, nah, man, this is not the end. This is just the beginning. Yeah, but let's 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 talk a little bit of you know the inception of the work the the hustle culture and how did we develop the hustle culture like what what is the, the the relationship or the link between the hustle culture and the workplace the nine to five that we have known for almost forever? Yeah, you got to think about it. When this initial nine to five or eight to five, however you live it, when this was first created, it was based on manufacturing. Because back in the day, especially in the U.S., you had to go to a factory to work because you were building something. So now here we are years later, 
we're not we're not in the manufacturing environment anymore, but yet we've still held on to some of these manufacturing beliefs. So now we sit here at work because how many of you do this? You sit here at work and you get there at about eight. You drink coffee, socialize until about 845. Then you start working at about nine. You work from about nine until about 1015. Then your stomach starts grumbling. But the project that you were working on, you're at a standstill now because Bob, who you need to talk to, is doing something else. So now you spend the next hour or so planning where you're going to go to lunch. Then you go to lunch. You come back from lunch. Bob is still not ready to talk to you. So you twiddle your thumbs a little bit and make yourself look busy at work until around two o'clock when you actually get busy again. And then you feel like you've wasted part of your day because you've only been productive a part of your day because your boss wants to see you there from eight to five. Whereas on the manufacturing assembly line, you were actually busy this full time. But it's all based on the old concept of manufacturing where you had an assembly line where you needed to be there to work. Yeah. So and, you know, actually, it makes me think about, you know, the way the workplace was designed. Uh, the workplace was designed uh, by uh, white middle class men for white middle class men because back in time it made sense and back in time that was uh, the face of what success uh, looked like. But in the same way, you know, our society and workplaces haven't yet it is changing a little bit now because of the past two years. But, you know, they haven't adjusted the same way they haven't adjusted to the nine to five based on the manufacturing uh, process. Co like workplaces haven't adjusted themselves to the diversity and the reality of our society and the workplace that we are expecting, uh, you know, to be to be part of right now. So there is a shift at different level in the work culture that needs to happen. And as I said, it, it, the shift is happening slowly but surely. But tell us, tell us, for those of you watching here, welcome. We see all your comments. Tell us what you think about it. The nine to five and the hustle culture is that something that you live, that you experience, or are you against it? Are you for it and let me tell you a little story here you know i have always thought that okay if i want to be successful in my life i need to work hard and harder than everyone else so i would go to my nine to five job and then i would develop my side hustle right and this is how i personally uh, came like became familiarized with the notion of hustle culture where i had to develop a side hustle outside of my work so i would wake up at 4 5 in the morning working on my side hustle until 8 a.m then go to my 9 to 5 job and then go home and from 6 a.m from 6 p.m to maybe 10 p.m i would work on my side hustle again and I was working so hard that I got used then to function on a four hour sleep a night, right? And I thought that that was great because I was like, listen, the listener sleep, the more I can produce and create and move my uh, side hustle forward and, you know, grow my career at the same time. And then I burned myself out. I burned myself out. It yeah. was simply not sustainable. But, you know, I was caught up in the hustle culture where, you know, wherever you, 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 you watch, whatever you watch on YouTube, on TV, you listen on, you listen to, you hear people telling you, hey, if you are not working your ass off, it means you are lazy. If you are not reaching this, like your goal in the next three, six months, it means that you are not working hard enough. So I was working hard enough and harder and harder because 
Otherwise, I would even myself thought of myself that I was lazy and so that I had to work 20 hours a day, seven days a week, okay, forever in order to become successful and not to have any regrets about it, which is unhealthy and which is really, really the, about the toxicity and the negativity of the hustle culture. Yeah. Here's the thing. You go to work to achieve an objective, right? You don't go to work to sit there between the hours of nine and five. So if that objective can be achieved at 12 o'clock at night, then you should be allowed to achieve that objective at 12 o'clock at night. As a matter of fact, a lot of studies show that when you are dealing with a job that's somewhat creative, most people are very creative either early in the morning or very late at night which is counter to the nine to five culture that we work in. It, so now most of you guys know I've spent my career as an auditor. And for me, I have to write these reports towards the end that summarize what we've done. And I kid you not, the idea of how to word it so that it doesn't make my clients mad and so that it still sounds rational, it usually hits me around 1 a.m. I'm sitting there sleeping and all of a sudden it's like, oh, there it is. Now, I have two choices. I can go back to sleep and hope that that idea comes back at between the hours of nine and five, or I can get up and do a little bit of work. So yeah, um, the whole notion of everything needs to be done between nine to five is really a fallacy. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And you know, there is within the nine to five, but let's talk also about the hustle culture. I talked about the side hustle culture, but let's talk a little bit about the hustle culture in the workplace when you are expected to work above and beyond everything to get that goal and to get that objective or that project done, which in some circumstances is okay, right? And we all at some point have to work more and better and stay long hours. That it happens and there is nothing wrong about it. And I do believe there is nothing wrong about it, but it becomes wrong when that's what it is expected from you every single day for no specific reasons right but then when you don't show up at, at, at work before everyone else or maybe you don't lay, stay later or you don't come on a saturday then your co-workers will look at you and say hey like is she really like in full motion doesn't really she doesn't look or he doesn't look like he really want to make it happen and you know in order to avoid those judgment either from the colleagues or from your direct management or from your supervisors you will get into the hustle cultures and have lived it myself again and have seen many people going through the same experience but at the end of the day they feel so miserable but they are so scared of you know the way people will perceive them or they will they are so scared of losing their job if they don't go beyond and everything else that is expected from them that again it becomes nocive for your mental health and for your health in general Absolutely. You know what? Let's hit some of our comments because we've yes. got some people that are making some just impactful and powerful comments today. You know, we love you guys. You guys make my we Saturday do. morning. So we have Yanis here who says, I'm against the nine to five work day. There must be some form of flexibility around failure. You get it. And actually, you know, since people are back now, you hear it and you see it. People like are demanding for flexibility. 
right? So I guess the nine to five, or no matter how corporations want to call it, is like, like getting to an end. We have our friend here, Farah, who says most people do need a side hustle because people are not being paid what they deserve. That's true. And, you know, and we have seen it like relying on one income stream makes you vulnerable. So it's important to develop multiple income streams, but you have to do it in a way that is smart and not in a way that that is harmful to your health. Right. Now let me talk about this one for a minute, though. Mm -hmm. So. Farrah, this one also works in another way as well. So look, I, I've said this before. It's, it's no secret. I was a high income earner when I was in the corporate workforce because I worked for governmental agencies. My salary was public record, so I don't give a crap about saying it. But in, in the other way, what happens is if companies know that you make a lot of money, they'll begin to try and strong arm you. I actually had someone say to me one time when I would not compromise on my morals, ethics, and values, they said to me, you know you need this job. And I said, oh, really? See, my morality is not for sale. So this works several different ways. Some companies aren't paying people what they're worth and they try to strong arm you. But then again, some people, some companies are paying you a fair amount of money and think because of that, that they own you as well. So it really surrounds the culture in organizations. That is what really counts. But we'll do another show on that. But I just wanted oh, yeah. to drop that here. Yeah, then thank you for your comment, Farah. Alaba, our friend Alaba says, I will never join 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. again. Around 2010, I used to finish all my tasks before 1 p.m. every day. The rest is freaking busy. Exactly. exactly. I resign myself now. I do little from home anytime and I still feed mouth. Exactly. And this is what what uh, Robert was talking about. It's not because you are sitting behind your desk from nine to five that you are productive from nine to five. And, you know, some people like I know I'm a morning person between 6 a.m. and 1 p.m. This is where I'm the most productive after 2 p.m. Girl, like <laughs> that's another ball game. But if I was working in a corporation, I would still have to sit behind the desk from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. What for? what for right let's let's look at more comment here uh for those doing work requiring a high degree of creativity it definitely can be challenging sometimes impossible to do your best work during a predetermined time period structure that's very true dustin who else do we have in the house another comment here from our friend farah organization tend uh, to speak about work-life balance. However, truly some do not support it. Just speaking the truth. That's true. Yeah. Now let me say something here. 100% agree with you, Farah. And check this out. Here's the problem. If an organization is going to tell you that you have to do your, now granted, some fields require you to be there at certain points in time. I do get that. If you're working in the service industry, you got to be there in order to perform the service. I understand that. But for administrative workers and things like that, for a company to tell you that you have to be there between eight and five and then tout work-life balance, I call BS on that because there's no way that you can tell me you want me to balance my life only if it's between these hours. So I'll tell you, the first partially remote or hybrid job that I had was way back in 2005. I was allowed to work from home, I think, two or three days a week. I can't remember how many now. 
I was living in Jacksonville, Florida, not far from the beach. So you want to know what I did? I woke up most mornings at about 3 or 4 a.m., got to work and was done working by 1 a.m. By 2.30, I was at the beach having me a good time. You know what that did for me, though? That made me a better worker because I was able to work under the context of when I wanted to work and when it was most creative for me. This was an administrative role where I had a pretty high position at a uh, listed company in the U.S., so if they understood that back then, way back in 2005, then what's the problem now? Yeah, what's the problem now? And actually, we have a great comment here from Benita Lee who says, if you are going to hustle, you might as well do it for your own business. And let's let's be transparent here, Robert. Rob and I, we had this conversation many times during the past uh, few months. The past few years have been challenging for many of us. Um, and uh, last year was tough for many of us, uh, including myself, right? And that's a conversation that Rob and I had often where we were talking about, yes, you know, it's hard. Sometimes I'm thinking like going back to the corporate world, but I don't want to do it. And no matter how we would turn the conversation, like our conclusion would be always the same. If I need to hustle, I would rather hustle to make, to grow my business and, you know, make it a reality for myself as opposed to hustle to build someone else's dream, someone else's business, right? And there is no, nothing wrong about it. Some people, they just like the way it is and, you know, you have some comfort and, you know, sometimes you have some priorities and that's okay. But it's important to know what you want to achieve and who you are at your core. And when, again, having those conversations, we would like try to think about it and talk about it. But at the end, we were like, listen, I would rather struggle but hustle my way up, but never, ever give up and going back to be someone's dream. So that's something that you need to be clear uh, with yourself first about, okay, if you are willing to hustle, like, who are you willing to do it for? Yeah. So now let me say, too, there's absolutely nothing wrong with working mm -hmm. for a company if that's what you want to do. But that company needs to treat you with a form of mutual respect. So, Doreen, while we're here talking about some mutual respect, I want to plug my upcoming podcast episode. So you guys, some of you guys may know, but I have a podcast called The Corporate Quitters. Many people think that it's about quitting your job, but it's not. It's about quitting the limiting beliefs that are holding you back in life. And my guest this Tuesday is Lisa Bowman. Lisa used to work for the United Way, and she now is, well, involved in a legal action against the United Way because she claims workplace harassment. So that's what we're going to talk about this Tuesday morning, March the 29th, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 a.m. Central Time. So if you could please join me for this important discussion. Lisa's a wonderful person and you have to you just have to hear her story because it's one that I think is repeated throughout corporations throughout the world where people are harassed and their claims of harassment go unnoticed and unaddressed. So thank you, Doreen, for allowing me to plug that again. That is the Corporate Quitters, March 29th at 8 a.m. Lisa Bowman is my special guest. Now, back to your regularly scheduled program. So let's talk about this. <laughs> Look, in the workplace, the one thing that companies have to realize is, do you care about my performance or do you care about my presence? Let me explain to you what I mean by that. 
We've had other people commenting by 2 p.m. they're burned out. Well, if somebody is burned out and doesn't have any more work to do for the day, you should go home. Start back working when you recharge. But there's more to us than just working and companies don't understand that. Oftentimes we bring skills and abilities that we've learned outside of work to the job. Like a lot of you guys see my friend Wendy Furstenberger in the chat. Wendy loves horses. I can guarantee you that some of the discipline that she's learned from learning how to ride her, her horse Apollo, she brings into the workplace and now it helps her be a better employee. When you look at me, I do four podcasts. I'm an, I'm an international speaker. I'm an author. You mean to tell me you don't think that some of those things that have nothing to do with auditing, I've actually brought to auditing? So when you allow people to bring their whole self to work, they end up being better employees for you. So to say you need to be here between the hours of nine and five is a fallacy. I'll give you another example. One of my favorite albums in the world is this album called Happy Feelings. It's by a group called Maze. The title song, Happy Feelings, I just listened to this morning. That song was produced in 1977. I don't care if it took them 40 hours to write that song or if they wrote it in one. I don't care about their presence in the studio. What I care about is the performance of the song and how I feel every time I hear it. So for workplaces that are still clock watching, you're doing your employees a disservice. Look at the performance, not the actual presence of an employee. And actually draining people like doesn't help them to get the job done or to be productive. And I feel like the nine, I mean, personally, the nine to five was draining me. Uh, because as I said, after 2 p.m., I just can't function, <laughs> not as much as, you know, early morning, but then I like to start my days at 6 a.m. and I wouldn't go to the office until 9 a.m. because there is nothing to do at the office until 9 a.m. So, yes, flexibility, working from home, knowing what you want, you knowing your own pace, you know, who you are, who you are and what you want to achieve and who do you want to achieve it for? It's it's very important. And answering to your questions, uh, Benita, she says, yes, I would go back to corporate for the right leadership company culture. Love That's the corporate it. Twitter podcast. Yes, people listen to this podcast. You know how our friend Rob is uh, an amazing uh, host. Uh, we have another comment here. Starting from Farah, starting your own business and quitting corporate is a challenge in the USA because the lack of health care. It would be easier in Canada, especially if you have children. Just saying. And I must say, I'm based in Canada. Rob is based in the US. And yes, like it makes a big, big difference. Literally, it does. Because we know how much expensive health care can be in North America. And in the US, it's even like more expensive than Canada. Yeah, yeah. And another comment here from our friend, Peter. That's the one. Who says, walking away from remote is pretty much the equivalent of replacing your PC with a typewriter. I'm against going backwards. Hmm. What do you think about it? That's the one. I, You know, again, it's one of those things. When you think about this, um, especially people who live in large cities that have long commutes, you start to replace that commute. Okay, so I'll tell you guys another quick story. I know I'm full of stories, but okay. So I have this course that I teach and it's called Making Remote Auditing Work. Now it's really just about how to be more efficient while working remote. I just put the auditing on there because, well, that's my primary audience. So I was doing it for this private client based in New York and I had the entire department on the line 
I had the directors all the way down to the staff level workers. And what I saw unfold was this amazing conversation where I asked, how many of you guys are happy or working remote? Because they were thinking about going back into the office. And so everybody was typing into the chat, me, me, me. So I said, okay, how many hours are you saving per day now that you're working remote? And one lady almost made me cry because she said that her commute was four hours, two hours oh. each way to go into the city. This woman said that because of remote work, she was able to get up in the morning, cook her kids breakfast, take them to school, spend time with her husband. She said that her quality of life improved drastically because she was able to work remote. So then I asked, I asked her supervisors that were on the call. I said, listen, have you guys seen an increase or a decrease in her productivity or has it stayed the same? They actually admitted that they had seen an increase in productivity for most of their workers. So my next question was, why in the hell are you trying to go back to the office then? Like it, it, some of this stuff just makes absolutely no sense. It yeah. flies in the face of common sense. Let me stop. I'll stop. I'm going to stop. <laughs> so what do you think about the four, the four days uh, work a week? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Realistically, I know we've been talking a lot about remote work, but realistic, realistically, the actual statistics bear out that hybrid employees are the most productive. And what they say is going into the office anywhere from one to two days per week and working the, the rest of the week remote yields the most productivity. And th this is research that I've, I've looked at for my courses from Gartner and some of the other agencies that are a whole lot smarter than me that do the research. So fully remote alone. You're fairly productive in the office. You're less productive, but the hybrid is yields to be the most productive type of work. And here's what I'm guessing. I'm guessing some of it is because you still need some of that socialization. But you what, too. Yeah. But what, what the companies are doing, though, is when they're coming into the office, they're coming in to have those critical meetings that require you to really be in person so that you can look at people and, you know, touch and feel them. As, as my grandmother used to say, I need to lay eyes on you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. And uh, um, so let's let's take a look at different perspective. Alaba here says, do you know that in Lagos, Nigeria, some of us wake up at 4 a.m. every day and return 8 p.m. late in the night. So let me tell you something. Um, I've been in, uh, I've worked in Accra, the capital of Ghana in West Africa. Uh, so very similar to Lagos. I've never been to Lagos, but like, I mean, smaller. We know Lagos is crowded. And like people will leave their house at 4 or 5 a.m. in the morning to get to work for 8 a.m. That was insane. And like, because the traffic is so packed. So, but when you think about it, and so you have to do like three, four hours on the way there and then three, four hours on the way back, not because it's far away, but because it's crowded, because it's packed. So it's like, what, six hours, like eight hours. It's a full day. It's a full work day that you spend commuting from your home or from your place to your workplace. So like, I think it's time for workplaces wherever in the world, companies to take this into consideration because by the time you get to your to the office, you're already tired because it's it's draining to spend time sitting in the car waiting. Yeah. You see Farah saying that her commute used to be four hours from Jersey into Brooklyn. Wow. Yeah. Two hours one way. So yep. a four hours. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. And that's time, energy. It is talent wasted.
honestly. Um, and <laughs> yeah, that, that's where I was going to. Alex's comment is golden. Alex says, I found that going in on Monday sets a tone for the rest of the week, depending on the project, home and office both have merit. Absolutely. And that's what research has found, that the hybrid workplace, again, working in the office one to maybe two days per week has been the most productive. There's actually some research out of Stanford that confirms this as well. Mm -hmm. And here we have a comment from Benjamin who says, unless the jobs are labor intensive, then they should be remote. Yeah. 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 Absolutely yeah. agree. So. And, oh, go ahead. Doreen. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was about to say, you got to think too, a lot of people end up being healthier too, because that exercise routine that they swear to themselves they're going to do. But then if you think to work out for 30 minutes, it actually takes you about an hour to, to really prepare, especially if you're going to the gym. It takes you, well, it takes you maybe, maybe an hour and a half because it takes yeah. you about 30 minutes just to say, I'm getting out of bed. No, I was thinking it takes you half an hour maybe to drive to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then half an hour to drive back. And then for a 30 minute workout, you're talking an hour and a half. Whereas now you can just get up. And let's just say if you're working from home and now you've decided to purchase some weights and you have them right there, you can just roll out of bed and start lifting weights. Yeah, but no, you know, I mean, there are like some activities that I do believe are important to be like surrounded by people. I mean, it's cool to exercise at home. There is a gym in my building also. But, you know, I like going to another gym where I can socialize and meet people. And we need it as human beings. We need to socialize with people. That's something that also is very important. So finally, what do we say to what do we answer to today's question? Is it the end of the hustle culture? Hmm. No, nope. I don't it's think just it is. The beginning. It's the, oh, just the beginning. But I would say, though, just to nuance it. I think now you have more options on what you want to, what do you want to hustle for? Is it for yourself or is it for someone else? I think now we have more flexibility to choose over what and, and who we, uh, what do we want to achieve? We want to hustle for. And you can still do both. It's okay. Yeah. It, it, you know, it is okay to do both again. A lot of the skills you learn outside of work, you end up bringing to work anyway and vice versa. And I think more employers need to acknowledge and embrace that. And, you know, actually, there is more and more studies talking about the creative employees where actually they notice that when companies give enough flexibility for the employees of the employees who want to work on their side projects, side business or whatever they want to work on, uh, like it increases their productivity at work. But then we could like have a full topic, uh, a full conversation about it. And actually, my next article will be on this topic. So stay tuned for this article. Nice. Awesome. Okay, so that's all for us today. Um, yes, another, a couple of more comments coming in every day. I'm hustling every day. I'm hustling. Yes. Not the end, but we are ending it gradually. Yes, not the end of the culture, the, 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 the hustle culture, but you know, we are shifting and we are playing around. So thank you everyone for joining us today for another live episode of Good Morning LinkedIn. Don't forget uh, next week, Tuesday, write the, um, the corporate quitters uh, episode. 
right? What time, Robert? 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 a.m. Central Standard Time. Okay, and uh, we will see you next week for uh, another live episode of Good Morning LinkedIn. You take care, you stay safe, and we will see you soon. Bye-bye.